It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Dallas Cowboys defensive end Sam Williams was arrested this week on a gun charge and a drug charge. How much could that impact his future with the Cowboys? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, this happens basically all the time. We, we try to figure out what we're going to do for content. Uh, you know, throughout the week, we didn't have anything after yesterday's show. We always just say something will pop up. Lo and behold, we've got some news that happened this morning. Second year defensive end Sam Williams was uh, officially arrested on a, uh, I believe it was a misdemeanor gun charge in a mm-hmm. low, it was Level a low felony. rate felony for a controlled substance charge. Um, just first reactions when you heard about this news. I mean, I, I hate to be like this, but my first reaction was my our cup overfloweth with news to talk about the yeah. Cowboys at this point. I mean, yeah. we got this after a surprise broadcasted practice that we were going to dive in deep. Uh, you know, look, it's unfortunate, obviously, and, and it's never good that these guys get arrested. We're still kind of waiting to see exactly what the specifics are. There does seem to be some con- kind of conflict on what the controlled substance substance was, and I think that that. Has a it matters, you know, as far as how much it's going to affect, you know, his outcome, as far as the effect of his ability to play on the field. But to be honest, like it isn't going to have, I think, a major impact on his career. It isn't going to have a major outside of, you know, likely he's going to probably be in the in the drug program now. So he's going to have that is something honestly, that may be the long term issue here. Right, that 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 comes out of this is that he likely will fit, face some kind of suspension, probably next year. We were just talking about just because of how this process plays out, yeah, or later. Wait right? a long time. They want everything to be settled in the courts before, like we saw with Alvin Kamara. Yes, yeah. Alvin Kamara was arrested a lot two years ago at the Pro Bowl, yeah. and yeah. then the court case gets settled, and three days later, the NFL announces a suspension. I'm not saying that's going to it's going to happen here, but it's very likely to be the case. And, you know, just kind of based on what we've seen so far, it, it gets, again, depending on what we're talking about, we don't know exactly what we're talking about. But usually, I mean, I remember I read somewhere that, uh, uh, you know, the, I've seen a couple of different examples of, of felony gun charges like this. And they usually hold like a one game suspension for, you know, per situation. Right. Um, 
Uh, I saw that Chris Jones got a two-game suspension for two separate gun violations. There's obviously a drug element in this. We don't know how all that sorts out. Sometimes these charges get dropped in the process of pleading out and all that stuff. So it's all very preliminary. I, I think that the big thing here is that, you know, so much for the quiet offseason. And then o- on top of that, uh, you know, Sam is going to have to be very careful from here on out because no matter what, he's in the drug program now. Yep. So he's going to yep. start getting drug tested more regularly. And that could mean more potential suspensions if he's not careful. Again, just want to be clear. We're recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'm sure there's going to be more news that comes out over the next couple of days about this situation. But from what we know right now, I think this isolated incident isn't the most concerning thing for me in the world. However, you do have someone who has a little bit of a history of with some run-ins with the law. Was it last January? Uh, he got a, a misdemeanor traffic, you know, basically a violation for going 98 miles mm-hmm. an hour in a 55 zone. Yep. Uh, going back to college, there was a sexual assault case that I think eventually got dropped. Um, again, you, when you when you put all those together, it, he just kind of looks like somebody who might be somebody to monitor. That I guess that would be the best way to put it, right? He's got an impulse control problem. It seems like I hate to make a judgment about a person's character from the outside, but based on those issues and then based on several different on-field situations where he's, you know, we had a penalty last week, right? Yeah. Just got a personal foul and stuff. So uh, look, I mean, that's kind of part of what comes with some of these players, right? They play this type of violent athletic sport. Sometimes they're not fully grown human beings yet, you know, and, and fully developed. So He's a 23-year-old kid, you know, yeah. so, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a man, but 23-year-old man is a young man, yeah. so he's still got some growing to do. Uh, you know, we hope for the best for him, obviously, and that he sorts this out. Maybe this is a wake-up call for him. Now, you don't anticipate the Cowboys doing anything drastic here, like suspending him themselves for a long time or just straight-up releasing him? No, no, absolutely. Okay. This, is, this is not, you know, look, is it worrying? Absolutely. But 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 the actual case that we're dealing with, the situation we're dealing with is is – is pretty small, honestly. Okay. It's, we're talking one or two game suspension at the most. Let's say let's let's go dramatic and let's say it's double that. It's a four sure. game suspension. Sure. And the Cowboys just okay. don't have him for September. How big of a loss would that be to not have Sam Williams? I mean, it's it's not it's not great. He's you really expect him to be a huge component of this of this pass rush. You know, we talked um, about it yesterday on the show. Yeah, I mean, of all the positions that you're going to lose a guy, I mean, you've yeah. got incredible depth there. So I, I think you will be fine. Uh, but it's obviously much, much better if Sam Williams is on the field. And the other thing that makes this a little harder, especially if you have an early season suspension, is we just haven't seen a lot of Dorrance Armstrong during training camp. He yeah. injured his hamstring the first or second day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, I mean, you tell me, you were out at Oxnard. Did you see him doing anything on the field? Honestly, I think the first time I saw seen him do anything significant was in yesterday's practice. So, um, yeah, I think he's just now starting to work his way back into practice. Which but is I also think they're going to need him. Yeah, absolutely. I also think that that may have been out of abundance of caution, and because yeah. they don't know, they know that he doesn't necessarily need it as much as Sam Williams would benefit from a lot of those reps. Uh, you know, taking them in training camp. Yeah, so we're going to monitor the situation. We'll continue to update you guys with any new storylines that develop. I'm sure we're going to get some news. I'm sure the Cowboys yeah. are going to make a statement over the next. I don't know, a few hours. I, I think we'll get one. If anything significant happens, make sure you tune in tomorrow's show. We will break it down. But, Lane, we also have a practice that we need to talk about, yeah. one that we were not anticipating really happening. Uh, let's get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. We absolutely love our Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look so good. 
Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they just fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs have fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks like a khaki, but this one stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I got to say, I just ordered the the Bird Dog pants. They're like the, the long oh, pants. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I wear them around my house all day long. They are so, so comfortable. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter promo code NFL for a free white tech hat with your order. That is birddogs.com slash NFL. Or use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild. Or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast every day. We've got another podcast to cover, or another podcast, another practice to cover (laughs) on tomorrow's podcast, so make sure you tune in for that. But we need to talk about the Cowboys' blue-white scrimmage that they yeah. had last night. We got to see a lot of the stuff that happened in practice. Pretty pretty good. Uh, now, some of the stuff the Cowboys like to cut out a little bit. And they yeah. zoom right up on a, a player. Cut away as the play. play's happening or cut it's away as the – it was crazy, man. It we're, was making me nuts. We're used to that. <laughs> yeah. I did see a post from our guy Kyle Yeomans at DallasCowboys.com yeah. who said Brandon Cooks was the winner of yesterday's practice. I think you agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had a really long touchdown on a on a uh, broken play that was uh, where Dak had gotten guys offside. We and we should have a conversation about cadence because I think that's another thing that we a conversation that we should be having about this offense. But real quick, but about Cooks, he had a sixty yard long, long touchdown during uh, the Mojo Moments practice, which by the way also featured Zach Martin working in with the. You had their full starting offensive line during that Mojo moment, which yeah, was which was really we'll great get to see. Um, and so, and so, yeah, so, and I think there was a couple other catches that he made on crossing routes and that sort of thing. You know, he's been out here making plays. It's just, it's so, it's so workmanlike. It's so like, you know, kind of just expected that it, it kind of gets overlooked, but yesterday he really did have some great flashes uh, and it kind of just reminded you, Hey, we also still have this other really valuable weapon who is going to be uh, really, really taking Dax game to the next level. I mean, just, simply by the way of the threat of him being out there and the space that he creates, uh, it's really going to help things open up underneath. Yeah, I feel like we haven't talked about Brandon Cooks at all over the last three weeks because it's been Jalen Tolbert or Jalen Scott or Schoonmaker being back. But one of the reasons we're so optimistic about this offense this year is because they have Brandon Cooks who gives them a speed element that they just didn't have last year. I, I I just don't see how Brandon Cooks doesn't have like a thousand yards and seven touchdowns in this offense this year. Like he's going to be so reliable week to week. I mean, he's had thousand yards situations in worse, you know, a thousand yard seasons. He wakes up and has a thousand yards. Like it's, it's just what he does. 
That's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine that he's going to have a similarly fantastic season again this year. I mean, honestly, I think with all the attention away from, I mean, the, the fact that he kind of snuck through training camp without us talking about it really is going to show you how he's going to sneak through defensive backfields in the regular season because there's so many other things going on. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think just, you know, we've talked about a lot of the elements of having a veteran receiver in the in the wide receiver room the benefits that he's given Jalen Tolbert and kind of taking him under his arm and showing him how to be a professional. We've talked about all that, but now we're starting to see, Hey, this is why you actually got this guy to come out here, run routes, create space underneath, stretch the field vertically and just be an overall weapon for Dak in the offense. I'm going to keep mentioning this, but Brandon cooks has never been in a situation like this where he is the clear number two receiver for a team everywhere he's gone he's either been like the 1a or the 1b he's never played with somebody like cd lamb before and this was brandon cooks i mean he's still 29 years old but still putting up a thousand yards as the the guy that everybody was focusing on in the passing attack i can't imagine what it's going to look like when we go week one against the giants and you're getting matched up i i think it's going to be deontay banks a rookie corner one-on-one with no safety help like that's what those are the matchups that brandy cooks is going to get all season long yeah and and I, I honestly it's why he probably came to a situation like this late in his career it's like you still have this kind of similar skill set maybe you're on the back end of your career a little bit but as you start to kind of ease into that Take take on an easier gig. You don't need to be the one who's the generating force in the offense. Go be a wide receiver too in an offense that you can still produce. Yep. That's what he's going to do here. CD Lamb will get all the attention. He'll still get all all the the looks too. But but uh, but don't don't sleep on what Cooks is going to be able to do uh, against feasting against lesser uh, competition. Now that all the attention is going to be drawn away to somebody else. We talked about Brandon Cooks. We should at least mention the quarterback that was throwing him passes yesterday. Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, he looked really fire. I mean, he was basically on on point with everything. You know, you saw a couple different really tight throws to McEwen up the field on the seam and just a couple other out routes. I mean, again, unfortunately, they kept on cutting away while the plays were happening, which which kind of made uh, analysis pretty difficult. But uh, from what you saw as far as completed passes, Dak was putting them on the money, and everyone who was there seemed to comment on the fact that Dak just looked exceptionally sharp all practice. One of the throws that he made was on a route to Jake Ferguson down the sideline, right into the end zone. Yeah. Just put it on an absolute – it was just money. a rope. Um, and that was another one of my takeaway. Jake Ferguson had a monster practice. I just – I don't see how he's not the clear-cut tight end one in this offense. And it just seems like he's really made that leap here in year two. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's taken a step beyond what we expected. Uh, and and he's ready to take on that full load of being the starting tight end and, and not necessarily trying to share that with uh, the other guys. I mean, I think the other guys obviously are going to have roles in their normal kind of slots as tight end two or three. Um, but I think for what we've seen from Ferguson, he's kind of ready to take on the yeah. entirety of what Dalton Schultz was doing last year, which is great. I, I do want to point out the, the cadence thing. Real yeah, quick, yeah. Because I do so. think that was, uh, you know, the Cooks' 60-yard touchdown came on a play where – yeah, Dak got the team to get uh, Dak got the defensive ends jump offside using cadence. And I think that this is something that is becoming a larger and larger part of this offense. Think back to Mike McCarthy's time with the Green Bay Packers. And, and you know, we've always credited Aaron Rodgers as being one of the best at drawing teams offsides and then 
uh, creating in the broken plays, the free plays that you get after uh, an offsides call, right? I have noticed a, a significant uptick in those type of plays uh, uh, in training camp. And part of me at first thought it had to do with the fact that just how aggressive, you know, Parsons and Lawrence are getting off the snap. But I, I, the more, the, yeah, well, which they are for sure. But I, I definitely have noticed an uptick in, in, in McCarthy talking about it, Dak talking about it, about the use of cadence and about being specific about the way that he is using the cadence in order to try to draw guys off sides. And I think that you've seen the results. I mean, the Cooks thing was exactly what you're looking for to happen. They want to get these guys on the other side when, and then get a free play where the defensive line is discombobbled. And it's basically the best part about a free play, obviously, is that there's zero downside. The second best part of a free play is that you're basically operating in a seven-on-seven situation, right? Because Oh, yeah, because your defense – the guy that jumps almost always stands right up, and then they then they kind of rush. Like, that's always that's what right. happens. And so you get, like, a good – second and a half of just clean no one coming after you one mississippi you know you get a hitch and then you can throw it all the way down the field so uh creating those situations is is more of just trying to squeeze every advantage out of the offense that you can and i'm glad that the cowboys are using more of it because clearly it was a huge huge advantage for green bay's offense uh when when aaron Rodgers was doing it so i i've got a question about this because i think for you to do this consistently in a game, which Aaron Rodgers does, is you need a really good center that just knows how to recognize when guys are jumping offside. So how much how much is on Tyler Biotis to be like to realize, hey, this guy's offside. I'm just snapping the ball even though Dak hasn't called for it. Like is it more on Dak or is it more on the center? It's both it's it's the whole offense, right? I mean, because you gotta know, and it's not even just the, the offensive line and Dak, the wide receivers gotta know, hey, I, I'm still going. I'm i I'm, I'm running this play like it's a like it's still a full play. You don't want him like seeing the offsides and then you know, running a half a slant and then throwing yeah. his hands up. You want him to run the the slant full speed because here's the thing. Just like the defense, the uh, defensive line will, will give you a step, they'll kind of figure out what's going on, they'll give you a second. The defensive backs will too. So if if they get called offside, sometimes you'll catch a defensive back kind of throwing his hands up because he thinks the play is over. Take full advantage yep. of every single moment you have, right? Get that separation. So you have a situation like Cooks where if you go back and look at that Cooks touchdown yesterday, there was no one near him. Like he walked into the end zone when it was done, and that's what you're looking for. So, yes, to answer your question, this is not just a Dak thing. It's an entire offense thing. They have to be – You have to practice it. It's not something you just – it's just, hey, go out there, freestyle, everybody do what you want to do. It's it's a practice thing. I think you can freestyle it a little bit, but I think when you do that, you're only going to get one of those plays every once in a while. When you practice it and you're all together and recognizing what this is supposed to be doing, that's when you can – that's why you see Green Bay – do have like exponentially no, uh, larger numbers of these free plays than anybody else when that I, started is because I, they practiced it. I would also like to see the Cowboys practice a little more like when that 12th defender is still trying to get off the field, like yes. really hurry up and get yeah. things going because that's where Rodgers has killed teams before, specifically the Cowboys is yeah. you got this, <laughs> you get this defensive tackle trying to run off the field and you get like two seconds to snap the ball and then you get a free five, five yards or you get a free, you know, a free play or whatever. I've also seen it, uh, Packers played Pittsburgh like two years ago and Mike Tomlin had to burn two timeouts in the first drive of the game because they had the 12th guy coming on and off the field. And they just didn't want to give up a free play. That's how you can really manage the game. Well, so if you can get teams to burn timeouts that they don't want to, because they're trying to match the, 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 the personnel that you have on the field. And that may be something that, you know, 
that they are planning on doing that we just haven't seen yet because we haven't really seen them in that situation yet, right? Where they're in uh, the first team's in a hurry up situation. They probably don't want to like reveal that they're actually sure, going to take possible. advantage of that during the preseason. So that that could be something that they're working at that they're waiting to unveil, you know, week one. Let's talk about the starting offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys at practice next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to add a job post. All you just got to do is create the job post and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, for the first time in a calendar year, the Dallas Cowboys have their full offensive line at their disposal. At yesterday's practice, we had... Tyron Smith at left tackle. We had Tyler Smith at left guard, Tyler Biotish at center, Zach Martin at right guard, and Terrence Steele at right tackle. And a tear almost came down my eye. I mean, I was in full tears. I, you know, I took a picture of it. And I posted it on Twitter. It was like, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's pretty crazy to think about the fact that the Cowboys true starting offensive line, the, the ones that they, the, the line that was promised, uh, has not played a regular season game together since 2021, right? Uh, yeah, is that right? That yeah. is right. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. And, and so we saw them on the field together for the first time, uh, obviously because of Zach Martin's holdout and, and, and all of that. Um, so it was really, really great to see them all out there together. Honestly, like in the mojo moments that they were there, like it immediately was better like it was it was crazy just how how immediate it was right um uh yeah a noticeable and immediate difference so i I think that was really great to see they got they got out there in the mojo moment together there wasn't a ton of of work you know they're they're still being very cautious with uh with zach martin and and frankly they're being still very cautious with tyron smith too and and we saw yeah as they should be we saw that uh uh we saw that that it was uh you know, a, a situation where they're still rotating those guys out, right? They're still, and, and we should talk about that. You know, we, we saw TJ Bass get an opportunity to play right guard yesterday with the ones. We saw Awesome Richards an op, uh, get an opportunity to play with left tackle with the ones, right? And 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 
we have to mention because we said it in the podcast. Uh, yesterday's podcast seemed like two weeks ago at this point. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's an everydayer, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Mike McCarthy's an everydayer because what they do, they tried to play ball at right tackle like we suggested yesterday, right? That we needed to see him you know, play another position because he showed out enough that he's in, he's in this competition that he needs to like prove that he can play as an alternate spot because we can't just have these guys just playing one spot. And, and frankly, that goes for TJ Bass too. We yep. still need to see TJ Bass uh, get an opportunity to play either left guard or, or something else. Right. So um, I, yeah, I, yeah, to me, I, just really quickly, it seems yeah, like, please. I think it seems like the idea is that Josh ball is going to be a right side player. And I think, I think they're so. trying to get Austin Richards to be a left side player to fill in at left tackle and left guard. And then Farniak is probably the guy that can fill in all three interior spots. Probably not well, but he's going to try. And then we'll see about TJ Bass where he fits into all this. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly, I think we still need to figure out exactly what their plan is with Chuma Doga, right? Like, I mean, obviously he's still on the thi- on the list, I mean, on the team, uh, and he's injured, but he didn't practice yesterday. So, it, you know, we don't know what the status is, how long he's out. I did notice yesterday, I didn't realize this, but Chuma Doga is technically a vested veteran. Uh, so you, mm. maybe what you could do is if he's interested, you could waive him with an injury uh, uh, settlement and then re-sign him on the other side of, of uh, a week one if he's interested in coming back and, and, and rehabbing with the Cowboys and playing with them next year. So. Yeah. There's, there's things that they could do here, but I think what we've seen now is that, A, it's fantastic to have the starting offensive lineback. It's a noticeable difference. I think it's a noticeable difference for the twos. Like just Since Zach Martin is back, the offensive line has played better, even when Zach Martin isn't on the field, right? because yeah, everybody gets knocked down or wrong, basically. That's right. Uh, and so I think that's a huge thing. And then I, on top of that, obviously – there's a level of excitement, at least amongst us, in some of these younger guys potentially being able to take over these backup jobs. We're not 100% on it yet. We're not yeah. like, you know, feeling fantastic about it. But as we stand right now, I feel where I feel like I'm supposed to feel for yeah. Awesome Richards and Ball uh, with another two weeks still left to go before the regular season. How did Brock Hoffman look yesterday? He looked okay. I mean, he certainly didn't look as bad as he did in that game the other night. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Hoffman's a practice squad guy. Listen, here's the thing. Here's what I like about Hoffman. I like his attitude. I like his his. Yeah, he has a level of fight in him. He has some nastiness to him. Yeah, he has some nastiness. So uh, I'll cultivate that on the practice squad. But and and I think that's what Dallas wants. They just want if if we got to play him, it's going to be somebody who's going to be a grinder, a fighter, and we'll try to get through a game. Like that's that's there's a spot for that player in the NFL. Uh, listen, I, I, I wonder if he isn't the one who's kind of rubbed off a little bit on Biotish because that's Maybe. that's what we needed to see from Biotish, and, and we've seen a, a lot of more edge. of it this training camp. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked on Cowboys your first listen every day. Get every day as we'll be back tomorrow to break down the practice, so make sure you tune in for that. And then on Friday, we'll get you for the preseason or get you ready for the preseason game against the Raiders. Uh, again, Last preseason game before the regular season should be a lot of fun. Go check us out on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we'll see you next time.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.